0: I realized I need to radically commit and protect my man before he's even here. And I remember. Yeah. And I remember I had had this um, – and I think it was really powerful because a lot of women experience this where they're just – I had at the very end of my celibacy journey, long story short, this guy I had used to talk to kept texting me, right? And I didn't respond. Mm. I wasn't engaging with him, right? But he just kept calling me and FaceTiming me whatever. And I hadn't blocked him yet. I hadn't blocked him. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Like, you know, why Why is he reaching out? I was kind of receiving some sort of validation hit from it. And I was considering mm-hmm. engaging with him because I was in this space where it was almost vulnerable. I was like, I felt, oh my God, I need my man now. Where is he? And I just felt a little vulnerable, right? And the next day I received to me, which was a message from God, was saying, commit to your man now. Commit to him wow. now, protect him wow. now.
1: Wow.
0: And and from that space, I blocked this guy. And I, I mm. wrote down this poem and I think I made a, a I, I wrote something, I, I, I did something creative about it. And I said, in this thing, I said, I am committing to you now so that I can receive you sooner. Mm. And I don't care if that's, if me doing these acts, protecting our space now just brings you two minutes closer to Mm. me than it would have before. I need those Mm. two minutes with you. I need to receive you. And Mm. I will do whatever I have to do now to make your journey to me as clear as possible. Every Mm. roadblock needs to be completely out of the way. I don't want any Mm. energetic blockages. I don't want any physical blockages, any distraction I don't want because I am committing to my man now. And Mm. I'm going to protect our union. And so in that space, I thought that was you know really powerful and and similarly I had had this kind of conversation with God and then it wasn't in the moment but the next day I had received this and I from that space 2 weeks later is when I met my partner make sure that you are clearing yes. anything that's not for you and mm. and remove it let it go mm-hmm. right allow that death mm-hmm. to happen with that old version of yourself if mm. there's still any part of you who's clinging on to it let it die and watch mm. what is reborn in its place. Maybe it's not a yes. man. Maybe it's just a deeper level of yourself. And that is beautiful, right? Mm. So whatever is reborn in its place, that's what you want to get to. Really radically committing, whether it's to yourself or to, you can even think of your future man, even if that's in three years and you're like, I'm I'm, I'm committing to myself 100%. now, but yeah. through this, I'm committing to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so powerful. And I had a similar experience where it wasn't so much commit to him now, but it was make room, make space in your life because I had been single for a long time and it just, you don't even realize how, you know, you, you you don't have any space, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. You don't have any space. Yeah. And I think when you were talking, what I could hear, you know, because sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you know this, like <laughs> being an inf- a creator, let's not say influencer, being mm-hmm. a creator for so long, before you post anything, you can already hear what the backlash is, right? Yeah, totally. So as you're talking, what I'm hearing is, well, did he do that for you? So but I try to about. get people t- away from that mindset. It's like, yeah, be the best person you can be. A relationship where both people are not like, well, what is she doing? Well, yeah, what is he yeah. doing? Yeah. A relationship where both people are like, I'm focused every day on being the best version of myself possible, the yeah. best partner possible. Totally. If both people are doing that at the same time, both people get their needs met.
0: Totally. Yeah. I completely agree. Even with my man, it was interesting. So my man was celibate for two years before he met me too. Mm, So we mm. were on like the same exact journey, just separately. Mm, We didn't know. mm. Right. And so once you get into that union, it's very important, even in that day to day to come to it saying, you know, without crucifying them, and saying, you know, oh, you did this, so I'm going to do this. And that's kind of mm. where we're at like in our society. And again, it comes back to women don't have any examples or or tangible experiences with safe mm. and healthy masculinity in men. And mm. I think another thing just that women, I really suggest women to do is to follow and make real intentional strides in listening to and following really healthy and embodied men on social media mm. and and unplug from any unhealthy men any toxic men because if you do not have any of those examples in your life you have the blessing of now being in an age where there's social media and you can yeah. tap into that right online you know when you are looking for the level of maturity and depth in a man that i was looking for you were looking for those tit for tat ways of enacting just Mm, don't apply. Right. And so even Mm. if my man had had sex with a girl the day before he met me, right. I was looking for a man with his character and his depth and saying, Mm. and if he is a mature man and he made a mistake or something happened, and then, you know, if he has the correct character and I trust myself to vet him, there's still no reason to go tit for tat, right? Because he was on his own sacred journey. I'm on Mm -hmm. my own sacred journey. And then we meet Mm -hmm. up on the same direction. And this is a deeply embodied and mature person. Anyone who's listening Mm -hmm. to this, make it conceivable. Follow men who are good examples. Follow relationships that are good examples. Make Mm -hmm. it something that your brain can now comprehend that there are men and relationships that operate in a deeply safe and healthy and embodied way and then these sort of questions will start kind of following away what was
1: that look like what what was the vetting process like and mm-hmm. how what role did discernment play totally. in kind of seeing past some of the things that maybe you didn't expect
0: totally i think i even recommend for women to start vetting If you are meeting up with someone that you have not met yet, like if it's not like through a mutual friend or you don't know them, start vetting them before, please, because someone Mm. doesn't deserve to go on a date with you just because they're good looking, right? You don't want to waste your time. My partner also was equally asking me questions, wanting to see, is she someone that I want to be seriously interested in? And you want Mm. a man who is of high character and value and is not just going to go with the first woman who makes him feel less lonely, right? Mm. You want the man who's also asking you questions, who has standards, who has boundaries, who has values. He asked me questions like, you know, what are some things that you learned from your past relationship? Like some, some things that you had done that you would not do in the future, right? Some Mm -hmm. types of questions like that, I was asking him about my non-negotiables, not in this very harsh way, right? It doesn't need to be, are you blank? Like, you know, I need this, like, give this to me. Like, are you this, right? It's just kind of like in a flirty and fun way. You can kind of be in this soft feminine energy and also be asking questions and discerning. You don't need to be like passive and not, let you know, that's not necessarily what femininity is. You right. can in your feminine and also be vetting. And it was very important for me to respect mm. the man that I was going to be with, that I deeply respected mm. his opinions and his values. And mm. so once I saw those on social media, I then started asking about them more intimately in our conversations. And I think that it's called feminine testing. And mm. I think that he was pretty much exactly what I expected. He was exceeded all my expectations, but the expectations were there. He's everything I ever wanted and he's the most mm. amazing man I've ever met in my life. On the same breath, as far as me as well, I'm the most amazing woman he's ever met and everything yeah. he ever wanted in a woman. Yeah. But all of my trauma and you know triggers have come up in this relationship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have deepened so, so beautifully into our union, moving mm. through these layers and learning how to engage This one book really has helped us so much. It's the best book ever. It's called Conscious Loving.
1: Conscious Loving.
0: Best book. For us, it was really helpful with conflict. When Mm. we would have kind of conflict, we didn't really know how to – I was a little bit – more, but even still, I wasn't even, I had all of these, like I would get really triggered or I would get, you know, kind of, I wouldn't like listen as much to what he was saying. And so this book really has this one page that has been like everything to us where, and it Mm. has these questions. What do I need to say? How can I be of service? How is my past coloring my present? Mm. Um, What am I getting out of staying stuck? And we both do it. And it is like, it will just completely diffuse the conflict and we will just like come back into our hearts and it has just helped us so, so much. What would your answer be to that question?
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to kind of put myself, like think about what my expectations were because I remember when I met him, I was in like, I think I was like getting ready to go to Mexico with like Mm -hmm. two girlfriends (laughs) from law school. You know, like I was just very much like in my head, I was like, okay, this is gonna be my like, my last single summer.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: I knew he was close, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that he was like that close. Totally, and so I was yeah. just kind of like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to have my last single summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna travel, I'm going to Mexico, I'm gonna be in New York a bunch. And it was just like a time for me to really reconnect with friends with everything that had happened, like graduating in 2020 and like doing the bar exam and all yeah. of that. When I met him. It was one of those things where we had met kind of like remotely. It, it was like a slid into the DM situation. Oh, me too.
0: Me too. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right in those DMs. Go- and I didn't oh my answer. God. <laughs> well, I didn't answer either. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. I didn't answer yes. either. Oh, yeah. same. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. like I'm was. i in my single
1: girl vibe. Like, I'm not <laughs> ready. <laughs> same. Exactly. <thing>. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was just that content. Mm. that like it just I was just kind of like I don't I don't want an interruption yep. I don't want you mm-hmm. know whatever the first conversation we ever had it wasn't even like an interested place right mm-hmm. I was just more so like intrigued by one the transparency mm-hmm. to the vulnerability mm-hmm. And three, like I just never heard a man talk in the way that he was like talking. Girl, I have the same right? story. Like literally. Right. <laughs> literally, right? Yes. I remember, like the first time I gave him my number, it wasn't even my main number; it was my work line. Oh, <laughs> it was my work line. You were deep in and that it, solitude, girl. <laughs> I was deep, it, I was deep in it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, oh, my god, yeah. But I think, like. What was so intriguing is there's typically an approach that guys have when they are trying to get to know me, which is very much like a very specific way that I was used to being pursued. Mm. And that's not how he was doing it. Mm. And so what developed first was just like a very genuine friendship. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when people ask me, like, you know, why him? My honest answer is like, I liked who he is when he was single. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked literally.
1: him. Like I respected yeah. him mm-hmm. as a single man. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I liked his values. I liked how he spent his time. I liked his priorities. Mm-hmm. I liked his habits. Yes, like, one
0: hundred percent.
1: And I respected 000%. them.
0: Thousand percent. Right? Same exact thing. Same exact. Word. I respected yep. them,
1: and I think that's a, that's the important thing for women to understand. Is by no means am I telling you respect whoever you're with. No, I'm yeah. saying yeah. don't be with someone unless you respect
0: them. Exactly. Yes.
1: And then it becomes organic. Literally. The respect becomes a very natural yes. thing. It doesn't become like something that you have to force or really. put on. Yes. What's happening is women are getting with guys who they don't respect. Uh-huh. They're getting with guys yeah. who would need a personality transplant in order to be a good partner to <laughs> them. Yes. Right? And then they're like, well, how am I supposed to respect yeah, how can it? And it's I like, well, you're it. not. You're supposed to Yeah, you're not supposed to. Leave. Yeah, you're, not that's supposed your to. you're supposed to leave. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're supposed to leave. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best outcome. Yeah in dating mm-hmm. is that you yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's like a successful outcome yes. to your dating journey is that you guys go your separate ways. Yes. And I think women need to be comfortable with that is that walking down the aisle is not always the success story of totally. a dating encounter.
0: Yes. And it is so important what you said, I think is the... Possibly one of the most important parts of this conversation in the last hour we've had is respect who he Mm. is before Mm. you are his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. And if you
0: don't, then do not be his girlfriend. Don't force it. Don't force it. He has to earn your respect, right? And I had the same thing my man was on social media and I, he had the things he was saying i was i had never heard another man say i never mm. heard a man say these things and i was mm. i was i deeply respected it and mm. then the way he was showing up to me when i was getting to know him wow you committed to celibacy for 2 years because you wanted to better yourself as a man yeah, and you yeah. wanted to learn sexual discipline for your yeah. wife yeah. Oh, I never heard a man say that. I, I even just as a man, I respect you. I don't need to be your mm. partner. I don't know you yet, but I respect you, right? Yeah, you are yeah. deeply in union with God. Oh, mm-hmm. I respect you, right? It goes mm-hmm. deeper than this surface level. You know, I pray once, you know, once every 2 months, right? right? And, right. and mm-hmm. you show up for yourself in a way that demands my respect almost, yes, right? And it's, yes. and I said that and when I say demand my respect, like,
1: like you said, kind of <laughs> anticipating yeah, it's so far. like the filter, the filter, and <laughs> you're like, let me, let me, let me <laughs> clarify, right? Like, let me clarify Literally. this really quick, Literally. quickly. Literally.
0: So when I say demand respect, I mean I don't mean that he demanded my respect. I mean that his presence, mm. you will naturally have respect for a man yes. like that. The same yes. way as when a woman is showing up in her embodiment she naturally demands quote unquote respect because (laughs) Um, people will naturally respect her because of how embodied and, she is and how much she knows her worth and how committed Mm. she is to herself and her purpose and Mm. so that's what I mean the respect just was naturally there and it's Mm. demanded by someone's presence when they're in this high level of embodiment and Mm. same exact thing we just kind of form this baseline of just oh we respect one another he is responding Mm. to what I'm saying and saying oh I really Mm. love this perspective and then Mm. I'm gaining respect for him because he is respecting what I'm saying and (laughs) usually men are triggered right by what I'm saying and so for him to be able to really deeply meet me in that space and then engage in this conversation where he's not pushing back. He's not playing devil's advocate. He's saying, oh, I love that. And I love seeing a woman say that. Kind of like what you were saying in this video the other day on TikTok, where you were saying like, you know, the men in my life are not dusties. And the men in my my life applaud me for what I say. They're like, wow, I love what you're saying. Same thing for for me. And, And so that was really something that I loved was seeing him be like, you know, contrary to men being like, no, you shouldn't have standards. No, you shouldn't do this and that. Right. He was like, wow, I love these perspectives. You're so intelligent. I love what mm. you're saying. Or he would be mm. like, ooh, this is like, I need to reflect on this or something, you know, just no level of dusty mentality. <laughs> 100%, 100%. So I really respected it. I, I gained a real deep respect for him. Mm-hmm. And from that space, then he started pursuing me. And mm. then this kind of courting, once I was more open to it, a same mm. thing, I wasn't really open when I was in my celibacy journey. And then as I started to become more open, I became more open to being pursued. And then it mm. naturally happened that way. And then um he came to Miami to to meet me. But but yeah, same literally same thing. But I'm so happy for you that you're in this. Me funeral. too. <laughs> me too. I'm so happy for
1: you too. I think I think it's a it's like amazing to see like for women to see that there are guys like this out there yes. and i think one thing that's like really funny is that a lot of these guys are not they're not the ones like in your comments and i think that's yeah. why yeah the outlook is so looks so bleak is that like well everyone in the comments is like saying the same thing and they're yeah. like the same you know the
0: same tired oh should the date be 50 50 oh we get it we get it you don't agree yeah. just you know what i mean it's the just script. scroll just scroll. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like the you know? same like tired yeah. conversations. But the, the exactly. men who are not gonna be engaging in those conversations are the men you want, but you're not gonna exactly. find them in the comments. Exactly. You
1: know? Exactly. And so I mean, it's just beautiful that we can both kind of speak to that totally. speak to that experience. But one thing I wanted to touch on, right? Because this is something that comes up all the time, um, with celibacy, but also for women who are brought up. Um, in very like orthodox or traditional environments, right? Yeah, This might feel like we're jumping, but it does kind of segue. um, By the time they come into adulthood, they're completely out of touch with their sensuality Mm -hmm. and completely out of touch with their bodies. As they're trying to come into like awareness and comfort with that, there's a clumsiness. But I think like you said earlier, It's not a performative
0: Mm.
1: energy, right? It's not something that you want to, you know, get in touch with from a performative point of view, right? What sort of was that process like for you? Mm -hmm. Even if it just meant kind of like refining your sensuality during that celibacy journey, what kind of like recommendations would you give to women who find themselves struggling through that?
0: Totally. So I, Completely understand that that experience, you know, Mm. and I think that there's this kind of pipeline where girls will go from this um, kind of this orthodox background, this orthodox kind of religious background, where their their sexuality is. It's not that it's being. You're not being told, oh, you're so sacred, so explore Mm. your sexuality in these really sacred ways. No, it's this control, right? You are Mm. dirty or you're, you know, a girl, so you can't engage in this way. And that's, you know, not what celibacy is in the way that we're talking about it. And so Mm. whatever way you kind of get to sexuality, most Mm. women – end up in a performance space. Most women Mm -hmm. end up in that space because Mm -hmm. that is literally no matter what route you take, that's what our society is conditioning us into. The way, you know, that we're being conditioned to act in general and in relationships, you have to keep a man through engaging with him sexually. You have to please him or else he's going to go to the next woman. It's this desperation and this control kind of tactic, this manipulation Mm -hmm. tactic. So For women that are coming from a background that they feel um, they have been suppressed or oppressed with their sexuality, I would suggest really deeply coming into your sensuality and your sexuality through these kind of practices. In my coaching program, I have two uh, sessions that are dedicated to this. Creating a relationship with your womb and with your sexuality is so intimate and beautiful, but it's very, very confusing right now in society you know it's Mm, kind of confusing mm. how do I do this because everything is just this performance you know you listen to any girl rap song it's just performing and performing and performing right I love girl rap but it's not a good message right Right. (laughs) it's just performing right and so because I would really say start working with a coach or a therapist with Mm -hmm. your sexuality someone who is well-versed in it who has practices that you can start doing and and yeah and i think refusing though making the decision that you're no longer going to perform sexuality is a choice
1: Mm. and
0: that is something that needs to be chosen and then from that moment on whatever comes up you can continue to choose no i mean
1: i think what you said is like so important yeah you know get comfortable with getting help with it like yeah Don't kind of pathologize the lack of awareness. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't, you know, kind of stigmatize yourself around it. And understand that, like, this is not something that we've been allowed to flourish in intuitively. Totally, yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. we've almost been kind of separated from that intuitive understanding just by virtue of, like, where we are and like how we've been conditioned totally and so kind of a, like giving yourself that grace to learn about it because we went exactly into
0: the relationships aspect that more divine union aspect we went into the singleness <laughs> we went into everything my man's taking me on a date in an hour i don't have any makeup on so I, ready, <laughs> I
1: love it i love it i think we've got like such an amazing episode here and i'm thinking we may even like we even just split it into two so mm-hmm. that you know people can really savor it um, and work their way through it in a in a really you know thoughtful way. Um, but I just want to thank you for joining me today and being so transparent and open um, and vulnerable. And I think you know what you do is so important, and so I'm really glad that we were able to sort of go a little bit deeper than tiktok permits a lot of the time
0: totally i'm so i can't even tell you my heart is so filled up from this conversation i'm so happy that we connected and we had this conversation and i totally agree like going deeper than just the tiktok three minute videos Mm. or the couple second Mm. videos has been so wonderful and i hope it was so wonderful for all your listeners and i'm so honored i'm I'm so honored that i came on your podcast and i'm just so excited i would i think it would be best to split it up in two though (laughs)
1: yeah i agree i agree i agree and the honor was all mine thank you so much again um and yeah i love it i'm excited All right,
0: I guess we'll end the episode here. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye, guys. All right, are we done?